I got a cat. Yeah, you did. A little kitty. Nitro wants to eat it, <laughs> but he also wants to be its daddy. I don't think he actually wants to eat it. He just wants to pick it up and take it somewhere where yeah. we can't get to it. It's like, this is my baby. And I'm like, dude, your your paw is bigger than its whole body. Yeah. You can't be doing that. Well, like I said, it doesn't help that um, it's normally, it's like the size of what normally one of his like chew toys are too. Yeah. So that doesn't help either. Well, at first he thought it was, because we gave it, well, we didn't give it to him, but we <laughs> brought the cat home on his birthday. So he was getting birthday Things. presents for... So we're white people, that's what we do to dogs, yeah. give them gifts. So he immediately thought, oh, a new toy, and he just went for it. Yeah. And um, Indy said no and bopped him on the head. He's like, what? <laughs> and so he's been conflicted, but he's getting better. Today, he was laying on him, and he was playing with it, and he was like, all right, I guess I can't eat this thing, but see what else I could do with it. And then once it like uh, once it grows up a little bit more and has some yeah. size to it, and you know, if he gets a little too rough, it can bop him on the nose with some with a yeah. claw once or twice, and you know, that's that straighten him out real quick. Oh, so that was a highlight of my week. I gotta build a fireplace here. What about you, sir? Anything worth mentioning? Uh, no, nothing, nothing, nothing going on in my life right now. I noticed you didn't bring with you any mysterious meats. You said you were going to bring over a big glob oh. of meat for us to try. Well, I haven't, uh, uh, I've been off, I was off today and yesterday. Uh, so, this week, I'll I'll give you, I'll grab some meats for you to try. Pink meats that we'll throw in the woods. Yeah. That'll be a video. We'll do that for Instagram. Taste the pink meat. <laughs> and then it'll and just, then wouldn't you discuss Hard cut to us just launching against the tree. <laughs> or beating it with a bat. I feel like beating it with a bat's good because we do, we, that's, that's our bread and butter. <laughs> Beating things with bats. We get a big chunk of it and throw ninja stars at it. Mm-hmm. Since this is a writing podcast, here's a writing topic we could talk about for five seconds. Why don't we become writing thugs? Thugs? Yeah. Hool- like hooligans or Hooligans, um, goons, writing goons. Just well, go around beating up other writers. Well, there has been this one. I've had this one idea that I wanted to bring up with you for, for a while. And I thought we should talk about off air, but, but you know what? Screw it. Because we brought up the before in past episodes about how like there's no more like like literature like rivalries anymore like yeah. no beefs. I mean, I had I mean, wanted to ask you what do you thought about having like a, an old school like wrestling style just beef between us like me and you yeah I mean, every episode we cut promos yeah. on each other. Let me tell you something, Spencer. You want to step into the squared circle? You're gonna get smacked down. Or just be like, or just be like, uh, even just like, in, try to do the promo. Just be like, and another thing about that, Caleb James, his pros are puny. His vocabulary is diminutive, and his structure is awful. <laughs> Let me tell you about that Spencer Church. He couldn't write a long sentence if it came up and bit him on the ass. I like that. We could do that forever. Mindy will come down here one day and we'll really just be ripping into each other. But I thought you guys were friends. Oh, man. That would be a good segment. That will be on the next DBS episode. We'll do that for uh, an hour. I think Ash would like to get involved in that, too. I don't know if he'd be down for cutting the promos, but he certainly... Wants to always yell at other writers. So yeah. I, I like that idea. You just start having like fake beefs and stuff and just bring <laughs> it. Maybe that's how we can get more into like using the social media. <laughs> just, uh, we could start off as uh, partners. Yeah. And then do like the Shawn Michaels, Marty Janetti flip yeah. where one of us kicks the other one through a window or something. Yeah. But we'll do the, the SmackDown and become rivals and all that stuff about the, uh, the writing. Mm. That'd be fun. That's a good idea. 
say guts and then you said it so i couldn't think of anything so i said poop because that's what comes from guts fucking that's not scary is poop ever scary uh sentient turd monster if there's blood in it it's scary <laughs> it's scarier for the evacuator of said poop it still brings quite a fright <laughs> i would be very frightened if you haven't already gathered, you're listening to the most sophisticated <laughs> podcast on the the interwebs there. This is the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Montana Monster Masher Church. Mm. That's a good one. Just thought of it. Monster Masters. Ma- uh, it's my fault, because I turned her on to it, just as a, a gag. That's stupid, you know, because every year I try to do the horizontal monster mash with her yeah. to the monster mash. Yeah. And my significant other to those yeah. listening. And uh, I got like a 99% rejection rating. Yeah. I think it worked once. Regardless, I love the monster mash. You know, it's the monster, it's the mash. mash. Well, she's always listening to that stupid WAP song. I don't know if she listens to it ironically or if she actually <laughs> likes it, but whatever. I found the monster WAP, which <laughs> yeah. is a mashup. Of the Monster Mash, and they turned it into that this that stupid WAP song, so it's the Monster WAP. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But she likes it better than the original WAP song, so oh, she's yeah. always playing that now, and, that, and it always gets me, because I'm like, ooh, the Monster Mash, <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> and then I fucking got the Monster WAP going on. I'm like, god damn it, you ruined it. Soiled it, you tainted it, you, you turn something pure, and you turn it into the stuff that has bloody, and, and it's in the toilet, and Spencer was talking about it earlier. I don't want to say it again. <laughs> there isn't it kind of your fault, though? It is my fault. That's what the, makes it so dastardly. <laughs> to begin with, you like, fucking. The rooster finally came home to roost. I don't think that's what the... Yeah. Is that, that's, that's not the phrase, is it? Something like that. <laughs> the, the crow? To, does, it come, does it come to roost? I, my whole life flashing before my eyes. What did you think it did? I don't know. I did a lot of PCP before I came over. Oh, God. PCP and and, and, uh, wood whittling. That doesn't seem like a good idea. Caleb, you're carving into your hand. (laughs) Yeah, but look how nice it looks. The bone gives it a nice touch of color. But what? That doesn't make sense. The bone's what? Yeah, it's going to be the snow. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Today's episode... It's going to be much like that last minute of nonsense. <laughs> um, I was thinking, and I don't know what I'll title this episode as of now, but I, and then what sparked this thought, I'm a fan of horror. You like your horror. Mm-hmm. We also like very different aspects of, of the horror, horror yeah. too. But here's where I think we both can agree. Sometimes horror goes beyond horror where it's not scary anymore. It's either just gross or written for shock value. Or that, like that torture porn stuff yeah. whenever you get into like the movies and the shows. Now, what brought this on was I started reading that consumer book that oh, I okay. told you about. That one that it's out of print because it's so fucked up. Because it, it was on a list of books that are like the most fucked up horror books. It's like, oh, I'll check that out. Um, I forget the name of the author of that. But I read the first story because it's like short stories. Mm, and again, best. not horror at all so far. Just really gross. And um, that made me think of that Chuck Palahniuk book, Haunted, 
which was like he went around the country and apparently was making people throw up and pass yeah. out because of you know from the reading. Again, not scary at all. Just really gross. Just think like a uh, Squiddy McBooger Ball is from South yeah. Park, kinda. You you just wrote it to make people vomit. So what would you say? Well, real quick, what when you read that first story of the cons- of the consumer, what was your like? Other than like, oh well, this is kind of gross. But did you feel like, oh, I can't read more of this, or like, did you ever feel? It didn't make me want to read more. I mean, I'm gonna read more to hopefully the other stories are better, but. Essentially, the first story was about a man who used to have sex with his sister, mm. and then she killed her parents or their parents by slitting their throats or something. Goes to the loony bin, then they let her out, and he picks her up, or no, she just gets dropped off at his house or something, and then they just I think have more sex and they lock themselves in the house that's full of like rotted meat, and I think she's like made of rotted meat and lots of talk about the insides of each other's guts. I really don't know. It was just really stupid, and uh, sure, there's some metaphor there that's that I was weird. missing, but it it was yeah, that's weird. It was just all about rotted decay, and I don't know. I think the author's French too, so who knows what the fuck oh. he's talking about? But I just that that was a strike one for me. But again, it just seems like it was written to shock you. It was oh, what are the most shocking themes? You know, murder's been done, e- even like torture and gore that's been done. But you know what always works? Incest, Man. pedophilia animal abuse like there's always like those top things that people throw in and whenever you see those almost never is it used in a way that would make like actually adds to the story or would really scare you or something usually it's done just for shock value or uh to make you think oh man that was such a fucked up story and then you tell somebody about it like you know you'd spread the the story around i'm trying to think off the top of my head any story that used those themes that was actually a good story yeah, well, that's the thing. Normally, the the kind of stories that use those things use them in a wrong way, yeah. and then just turns off the reader or yeah. viewer, and they just stop, you know, consuming the material. Yeah. And again, I'm talking about horror, so not something like Lolita or something that might have those themes. Uh, talk about something that's supposed to scare you, and then would have those themes. Um, for me, I, I like incest. It works if you're talking about some hills have eyes people type of shit. You know, if you're in the Appalachian Mountains and you run, you know, come across yeah. a weird fucking family that they're all inbred. Or like if um if somebody's being forced against their will yeah. or something and it becomes like a, you know, the person gets kept in the basement by the, yeah. the by the abuser and, and like that kind of scenario where he comes like this monster like, you know. Like character. a Silence of the Lambs type of deal yeah. or something locked in a well or whatever. Rape is another one. That one is used, I don't want to say used better. But that's one, because that's obviously a more realistic yeah. thing. Like, that's something that happens way more often than I would say incest or yeah. some of the other, even, like, animal abuse. Like, the, to the degree that it would not just disturb you, but actually scare you. Because mm. how would you rate an animal abuse scene that you would just find scary rather than just, like, fucking asshole? Like, yeah. you know, just get mad. But, like, rape can be used in a way that's obviously horrifying. I guess pedophilia can, but I feel like anytime you put that in a story, people mm. are just going to be turned off. Like, yeah. just going to read that and just like be too disgusted rapes a reality but you know if it's adults at least people could they they'll be disturbed by it but they could find the horror in it and almost appreciate what you you know how you handled it if you yeah if you wrote did it correctly scene. yeah if you did it correctly pedophilia i feel like that's one of those ones that how however way you cut it it's, it's not gonna work no i think the only way you'd be able to do it is if you very sparse detail 
didn't actually get into what happened so much as it being not an afterthought, but like the ca- like the character. This thing happened to them when they were young, yeah. but you don't ever go into like the gross mm. details about. You just know that hey, this character uh, went through that trauma when yeah. they were young, and that it's probably gonna have something to deal with the story down the line. Yeah, like you could write out a rape scene and. That could really bring out an emotional response in people, even if they were never sexually assaulted or anything. But a pedophile scene, if you actually wrote that out, I don't, I just don't think you could nail it. Yeah. You know, not to be gross. Like, I don't hmm. think that's a, <laughs> I don't think that's something that you can, uh, really do in a proper way. I don't know how, I, I've never read it anyway. Yeah. And then going back to the incest thing, like with the consumer, I just, like I don't know what he was going for with that. It's it's like one of those experimental fiction pieces. So. Do, you, do you know when that was written? I think like ninety four. Oh, oh, so it's not even that. Th- oh, okay. Yeah, and it's, like I said, it, the, what got my interest is the author made sure it was out of print because I don't know if he was ashamed of the work or what. But but like other than like the and that's more of the inbreeding stuff. I feel would be scary versus like the actual just like the in, act of incest, like you know cousins, sisters, mom, son, what whatever the fuck it is. I, I just don't see how you could really write that in a scary manner. Well, and then even too, like the like you know you were talking about like the incest with the, like the heroes have eyes or the wrong turn people. They also had some other things that also messed like radiation or yeah. some other thing that also like like they're inbred. They're always like cannibals or yeah. something. The, yeah, they're inbred, but that's not even the most fucked up thing about them, mm-hmm. you know, because there's either that that other thing that you know makes them that you know either like super big or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, see, I can't say I honestly have read many things that had graphic animal abuse. Like, I've read a lot of stories where horses get killed or maybe somebody shoots a dog or something. But it's usually, like, something that's, again, sparse detail. If you think about King Arthur for a second. Do I have to? (laughs) Yes, you do. Even though those are, like, kind of fairy tales almost, you know, folklore or whatever. Legends, whatever the fuck it is. You, uh... If you were there when all those horses were getting killed, that'd be horrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, because he just talks, like, constantly. People just fucking spearing horses and flipping them and shit. I'm just like, good lord, that'd oh, be just, awful. Um, um, like, Game of Thrones. Like, because yeah. it's, like, the same kind of, you know, not the same mm-hmm. time period, but, you know, has a lot of the same themes and stuff going in it. And, yeah, and, like, horses and animals were always getting killed in that thing. I remember in the first season, a guy, like... They killed a horse or whatever, or like some animal, and like, and in the scene, the guys just you just see him skinning oh, yeah. it, just skinning it, just ah. Oh. See, in modern America, in most of, I would say first world countries, animal abuse or just killing animals in general is viewed way different than it was even a hundred years ago. Mm. Like you could write a story about killing a dog in 1900, and people are like, well, it's just a dog. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like that's like a family member. You and yeah. fucking. They would rather, other than like unless if the the the, the character is a kid or like a mm. baby, you could kill anybody else in your story, and they probably you, you know the readers wouldn't give a shit. But you harm that fucking dog or that cat. Now here's a way if you want to bring out some fucking cheap tears, like you want to get an emotional response. Response real quick. I would say this is more of a hacky writer situation. The old, who you going to save? The dog or the baby? Yeah. You do that and uh, maybe even make it so the dog saved the baby initially. And then, like, you know, a car's coming down and it's going to hit one of them. Those are always a good way to just fucking piss everybody off. <laughs> Funny you say hacky writing with that scenario. Now, I don't I don't ever watch the show, but it's that, um, like, that, that uh, what is it? This is us or whatever? 
It's one of those shows that's just... The, the only purpose is to make you cry. Like, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. So, and I think the one character who the... Uh, what's his name? The guy who who played uh, Rocky's kid and he was in Heroes and all that stuff. And he was he was in there. And, like, he died one thing because the house was on fire. And, like, they got everybody else. And they're like, oh, where's the dog? And he goes back to save the dog and he dies trying to mm. save the dog. So, like, again, like, just... That's hacky writing. Yeah, I that hate whole, it. That whole, like I said, I never watched a minute of that show, but just from the trailer, I could just see like that was just terrible. Like, and why would anybody want to watch that to just I, purposely cry? Like? I don't know. People need their people can't express their emotions sometimes, so they just need a uh, outside stimulant to make them weep. Weep. That's what they want to do is weep. When's the last time you wept? I don't know. I haven't had feelings in a long time. <laughs> Other than anger and rage yeah. and fury and uh, sexual arousal. I don't have too many feelings. <laughs> the, hunger, is that a feeling? I'm always hungry. Are they all the negative ones? Yeah. <laughs> I've had none of the positive feelings for quite a while. <laughs> you know what? There is one story about a dog. It was uh, on that Missing Fairy Tales. I don't know if you got to this one yet. This one I can see because I was actually thinking about doing a modern version of this because it would make everybody cry. It was about like a I'm just for intensive purposes here. I'm just gonna say a hunter. I don't remember if he was like a prince or something. But he's living in a cabin, and I think his wife died giving childbirth, so he has a baby, and he has his faithful wolf, hmm. like you know, pretty much a loyal dog. But I guess back then they're just wolves that were loyal, and he had this wolf his whole life. And then one night, like I think they were starving or something, so he had to go out and hunt, and he left the wolves like, hey, oh. you gotta watch this baby. You know, you yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, and then when he comes back, the door's open. He's like, "Oh fuck, what is this?" And he goes in and just sees blood everywhere, and the wolf's sitting there, all happy like looking, in, like in the crib. Is like sitting in the crib. Yeah, all happy looking, just covered in blood. And he's like, "Oh my god, the wolf ate my baby!" And like again, this is his loyal pet. Like this is his best friend. And he even like had struck. Like it wasn't like he immediately killed the dog. No. Like, it was, he was having a hard time even doing that. Yeah, he was really struggling with it as you would. But he ends up fucking killing. Killing the dog, and it's, and it describes as he's like killing the dog. The dog doesn't fight back. It's just like I did something good. Why is my yeah, best yeah, friend dog. hurting like, me? Just like why? What's going on? Uh, it's like oh god. And then after the wolf dies, he hears something. He looks over and he sees his baby is on the floor, like hidden away, and it's fine. And next to it's like a big dead snake or something. It's like the wolf killed the thing that was trying to kill yeah. the baby. And you're like oh no, he killed the wolf. So that would be a good way. If you're going to do animal abuse, that would be super emotional, but not, in my opinion, hacky. You know, the, probably the only people that ever did the animal abuse right, at least recently, John Wick. Yeah. There'd be no movies without it. No. Again, though, sparse on the details. You didn't see him yeah. just fucking hammering the dog Oh, or yeah. Also, though, cheap way to get you the reader to sympathize with the character. Just kill the dog right oh, at the yeah. beginning. Have some bad guy kill the dog, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> or, you know, wife, kid, anything, anything that... that, that the reader can relate to because they would also hold dear in their life so that you know their wife their kid especially or the dog you kill it have some jerk fucking come up shoot it or a drunk driver is a good one I remember like rescue me the kid yeah. gets killed by the drunk driver and you're just like oh just kills you inside going back around to the actual topic yeah which I don't even remember what it was but horror when you cross that line to just either gross out or just beyond horror when it's not scary anymore what are some other no-nos you would say like we covered some of the uh taboo subjects and again taboo subjects can be done well it's just oftentimes you'd have to be kind of a master writer i would say yeah. to 
utilize them properly. I don't know. I think like the whole. I think pretty. Much, I think the like the incest and the rape are like the big. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, I guess like the obscene, like the obscene amount of violence. You, you know, know what? Where, you know what'll kill your story now that wouldn't in the older like seventies and before overt racism. Yeah, your story because it used to be in movies and TV shows. You wanted to, even. Closer to modern times, if you want to, even like I was watching The Longest Yard, and they had yeah. Steve Austin being racist for no reason. Yeah, it's like it's cheap as in wrestling terms because we were talking about that earlier. That's cheap heat. Yeah, you bring on, you know, you go to the fucking you're in Dallas. Oh, the Cowboys suck. Yeah, like, that's cheap heat. You're yeah, just, you're getting that. It's not character development there. So if you want the reader to immediately hate a bad guy, just make him overtly racist, yeah. dropping a lot of n bombs and stuff. But now. I feel like people don't care about the cheat heat, uh, that cheap heat, because readers are more invested in the author now. Mm. So if you write that, they might think that you, as the author, either think that, or I mean, you're writing it down so like that's in your mind at least. So they will. Uh, list- whereas it used to be, they would separate the characters from the author, and they would just, you know, that character's awful. Now they might think the author is also uh, awful. Unless if you make. You have to have something, like, terrible happen to that character by the end of the story. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't, if you don't, like, if that character makes it out scot-free and no, or no harm, yeah. like, you know, oh, yeah, done to him, then I could definitely see the... Look um, is going across the room. Yeah. I could, then I could definitely see, like, readers and, uh, you know, fans being mad at that kind of stuff. See, but, here- but I think, though, sometimes you have to, like, you know, if you were writing this story about, like, you know, like, this black cuff couple traveling through the south and they get pulled over by like a bad you know so then that, that police guy might have to be like this really like racist but again yeah. that kind of goes into the person the author's like writing style yeah, and, and how and, you do and it. their skill set because you could just have the cop just calling them the n-word every other word or you could have like make the, it more subtle yeah make it more subtle of like how, like you how look, he just talks to them or yeah. maybe ne- never actually like looks at them and yeah. makes eye contact that kind you know that kind of stuff right. just be like you don't look like you live in this neighborhood like just yeah, some or, small things or like, like that. Oh, you don't look like you belong here yeah. around here it's a pretty nice car you got there you how'd know? you fool that who, who'd you steal that from yeah one of them things I th- see. Here's the thing, though. I think, and if you handle like that way, it would be okay. But if you just, I don't, I don't feel like you can't just be throwing the N word in the in your stories anymore. It's rough. No matter, even if it's a South, unless it's like a slave story or something set back in the 1800s, I just don't see it working because I see uh, too many PC readers now would be not just turned off from that, but as soon as they hit that, they're just like, I don't want to read, but I don't want this anymore. I know it. it um, I, it hasn't been in. I haven't seen it in really anything of his newest his, but I know like Stephen King, he wouldn't like like um like uh, shy away from that because because like there was um one of the characters in the st- in the um in the Dark Tower is this black lady and she gets pulled from like I think it's like the the fifties or sixties mm. I think. Like, she gets plucked from that time, and then so, like, she, like, so they deal with, like, that kind of yeah. stuff, and, like, and, and just even throughout, um, so, like, and they just go to, through, like, her history of people, like, you know, calling her that and worse things, you know what I mean? Well, he's always had racist characters in his story. Yeah. I mean, usually they're always the bad guy, but... Uh, oh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, like, he's, like, I, I, like, I don't know, uh, I'm still not caught up on all, on all of his newer stuff, like, I haven't seen him in a while, but I'm just saying, like, he wouldn't overdo it, but... You still have it in there. Yeah. I feel like, this is a, probably a topic for another episode, but I notice, like, Netflix now will tell you before you start watching 
make attain scenes of suicide yeah. or racism or whatever. Like they give a trigger warning. Do you think books? I don't know. I I don't read too many modern books, so I don't can't say if they have those in some modern books. But do you see that as a thing that might happen if it's not our at least become more popular? I mean, I have trigger warnings in the books. I would. I I don't know about trigger warnings, but I could see them doing maybe like a um like how kind of games. And and like mm. comics have like a, a rating system. Yeah, like a rating system. Now that sucks because you know there's always the stories about you know you reading those the stories you shouldn't be reading at like six seven years yeah. old. But I mean that doesn't say that it still doesn't happen. But I mean I could maybe see something like that being intimated into certain things. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which probably wouldn't be a bad idea, honestly. I was always surprised that they never had like a rating system for books. It's just adult, young adult, and, you know, just genres. Maybe just because people don't read enough. Yeah. That's probably probably the reason. Because uh, comics, don't they have a rating system? Yeah, they have, like, a, you know... They, they have mature and... Yeah, and then they have, like, teen, teen plus. Like, you know what I mean? Just, you know, if it's, you know, you know a couple close words to the, you know, mostly just violence or that, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm um, turning back to the horror stuff. Like, the horror comics we've read... I feel like most of them do the good job of doing what I feel a horror novel should do, mm. which is actually, make, you know, try to make it scary but not go over the top. And it's actually easier to go over the top in comics because, you know, you, you have visual, vis- so you could see all the gore. I feel like most, even like Nailbiter and stuff, yeah. while it would be gory, it wasn't over the top with it. Like, it didn't just, like, like some of the, like Clive Barker type of stuff yeah. might take you out. You're like, okay, well, dude, what the fuck is this? Like, this is too now Clyde Barker, like the like Hellraiser, like the first book, it wasn't over the top. It was just at the right level where it was still scary but gross. Yeah. Um, but his books of blood, like the first one, there was some stories in there where it's like, okay, now this is starting to get into Chuck Palahniuk fucking parody corny bullshit. Yeah. Like it's just Okay, why did Chuck Palahniuk think that book would be like, what the fuck did he write that for? It had to be a, for shock value, right? You didn't yeah. read it yet, but when no. you when you do, it's not portrayed as something that would even be able to happen in like a lot of the stories because they're just so gross and out there. Like a guy gets his butthole stuck to a the thing at the bottom of a pool because he's doing some sex thing yeah. or something, and it sucks his intestines uh. out. It's like, and it, but it's like so great. He even describes like the guy's morning vitamin in the lining oh. of the intestine and stuff. It's like, dude, why is that necessary? Oh, uh, well, I think he talked about that on that Rogan podcast he was on, and I think it was just literally just to try to get a reaction out of people, which is weird because, like, you, you read any of his other stuff and it's not written yeah. that way. It's, you know, they're written pretty well, the, the couple of things, that, the couple of his books that I've read. Yeah, I, d- I never really understood. Uh, Maybe it's just, like, I a weird like I, thing he wanted to try one time to get out of his system. I feel like a lot of authors go through kind of an experimental phase. Where they do either shock value or just uh, really out there prose that even like a Faulkner had that was like the sound and the fury, uh, just like fucking stream of consciousness yeah. and all kinds of weird themes and well, stuff. Because isn't, isn't that the only thing? That'd be the only thing I know of Chuck Ponick to write that would be like a horror. Yeah. Kind of, so maybe that's what he thought like his idea of horror is. I guess. You know, so. Gross. As much as I love horror, I actually haven't read a lot of horror novels that are like that really push the lines, in my opinion. Like I said, the Books of Blood, those they they were definitely teetering on the edge because Clive Barker just he likes to do that. Like that's where his bread and butter is, yeah. is being almost overtly gross, but he always pulled it back. 
at least in those books. Stephen King, I never felt like he went over the top. If anything, he probably could uh, do more sometimes. Yeah. Like, when it comes to the gross details or just, just you know, gore or anything like that, uh, the reader might like. Did we read any horror stories? We'll read Dracula, but I don't think we covered any modern horror novels on the podcast. No. Other than, like, some zombie. Yeah, no, like, you know, some, um, some, like, indie authors, you know, mm-hmm. that we know. We'll touch on that some other time. I mean, you uh, you read Frankenstein, your favorite novel of all time. Yeah, that's yeah, that very that was horrible. I mean, that was horrible. <laughs> Shut up! I don't talk about it. <laughs> are you like are you scarred? Is that your like? We don't talk about the time like Caleb read Frankenstein. Oh, what about if you had to do an hour long episode on either Frankenstein or Moby Dick, and it had to be positive? Moby Dick. Moby Dick? Moby Dick. Because you, you like a little bit more of that than... Uh, you like I like the... the first half of Moby Dick. I just didn't like all the whaling stuff. If there's a abridged version that just got rid of the whaling stuff, I think it would be a good story. Frankenstein, I think it would be ten pages long if you got rid of all the Frankenstein... Fa- or Dr. Frankenstein fainting and being yeah. ill and fucking the monster just whining and whining. Ooh, I'm ugly and nobody likes me. I know I told you to go fucking live in the woods, you weirdo. Go live in a city and they'll just be like, oh, he's slightly deformed. Go fucking live in a church and be a hunchback or something. The hunchback of Notre Dame, like that guy, he's in there ringing bells going, because he's all deaf and shit. He has a life and so why can't the fucking Frankenstein? Does he though? Yeah, then he get to mate with that sexy lady. Did they ever, in the Disney version? But, I mean, does he ever actually get, like, you know what I mean? Do they, probably, they probably murder him before he gets a chance, I would say. Yeah, but he rings those yeah, bells so he good. Who like, else is going to ring those bells like that? Because then he get, like, stabbed in the hump. Yeah, he did get stabbed in the hump. That would have to hurt. Maybe. What if it's all muscle? <sighs> I mean, it still hurt, but... Look, I don't know. I don't really remember. I didn't read that. We should read that sometime. The actual story. Hopefully it's on that Myth and Legends podcast. Yeah. Like the original Hunchback of Notre Dame. Because it just sounds gross. I want to read Phantom of the Opera, too, sometime, but that's a fucking big Really? Book. Yeah, it's like gothic horror. This guy's got a gross face. You don't like books about guys with gross faces? But does he even have a gross face at the end? I thought that was the thing at the end, like his face isn't even actually messed up. You just ruined Phantom of the Opera for me? I don't know. I'm, I was never really into Phantom of the Opera, so like anytime there's a movie or something, I barely watch it. I saw the gross, ha- ha- the gross half of his face, and then just like, I'm not watching no. this anymore, I don't care. There's a Mel Gibson movie about that too, where he had a gross, ha- <laughs> gross half of the face. Oh yeah, he like lived out on a lake or something. I was like, oh no, a super handsome young Mel Gibson, his half of face is slightly grosser looking. It wasn't even that bad. It was just wrinkly, like yeah, it was burns. just it was slightly burned. Oh fucking a. Anyway, folks, if you have anything you wanted to add on the topic of uh, horror taboos and what kind of makes a a story go from horror to just fucking ridiculous, like the haunt, you know, Chuck Palahniuk's Haunted or whatever, let us know. You can go to drunkenpenwriting.com. We have a contact form there. You can read. want to talk about the books, like the horror at the bookstores? Horrors at the bookstores? Horror at the bookstores. If book you go stores. to the bookstore and you see some horrors. <laughs> no. Let us know. The horrors at the no, oh, no, the like horror the, section. Yeah, or are we just not going to. Go ahead. You can riff about that. Well, no. I just didn't know if we were. If, I wasn't sure how long we were going for. I didn't know. I don't know. Folks, we don't have to talk about it. Folks, reach we out. All, on, we can cut all that out. Re- reach out on Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing or Instagram at Facebook at Drunk Pen Writing. If you want horrors at the bookstore. I think it would help them out. I think it would help them out. Um, like, say so you, you had to at least get one book for every like whore that you buy. <laughs> you buy a whore at the book or you get a whore for every book you buy? Well, you, you can go in. Either get, way, you're getting yeah, more readers. Yeah. I promise you, folks, we're not this misogynistic. 
Spencer. Well, there'd be male, there'd be male hookers there for the ladies as well. Well, that's what I was saying. I, you got to have. Yeah. It's got to be equal. I was trying to think of a way to say it without calling male hookers. Well, no, they're male hookers. Gigolos. That's the word <laughs> I was thinking of. No, no, gigolo. I feel like is uh, too high class. We want a male whore, right? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. Yeah, but uh, the horror section. Um, any bookstore I go to anymore, the horror section is mainly just like a Stephen King section. Yeah, that's honestly. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about? No, that's what I just wasn't. Just whores at the bookstore? Whores at the bookstore. Oh, man. You know what else is horrible? What's that? Just because I was watching South Park yesterday, Harley Riders. Mm. You know, guys that ride Har- Oh, yeah, Harleys. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking... <laughs> so that brings today's question, Spencer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like in another life, you would have been a Harley Rider. Oh, really? Long, flowing mullet. Maybe. Uh, Handlebar mustache. Lots of leather. <laughs> All chaps. So my question, Spencer, if you owned a Harley, okay, this is very important. I want you to think deeply on this. All right, um, yes. Do you want to ride a loud-ass Harley through the suburbs and piss off all the irritable soccer moms? Surge, rev that shit. <laughs> yes, I would. I actually for, I forgot all about that, so I just had a ham fisted in there. <laughs> I'm already hating surge bits. Nitro's passed out over in the corner. Too much action with the kitten. Sir, that, this would be like episode <laughs> 30 of that. It's like, do you want to milk a goat on the back alley in Istanbul? Surge, lactate that goat. Like, <laughs> it'd be so sad. <laughs> like, we have to do, nobody's making us do this. We can stop at any time, but I feel like I can't now. Here's the question. Do I do that on the story cast episodes when I start going back to reading stories? Maybe and just and just what just trying to fit it in there too somewhere. And then Deborah looked Mark in the eye, and she thrust the blade deep into his abdomen and twisted. And with a screech, she said, "Do you want a milk blade?" <laughs> I feel bad for every story that was I was reading. Just destroy it. Oh, we can't. Since we started Surge, any. Any chance of, of like, seriousness? Yeah, any seriousness. Because we never, no matter what, we can't have a serious episode now. Like when we do the fucking episode with the read this guy, so I gotta do the surge bit. It's gonna be embarrassing. It's gonna be like when you become known as that guy who does something, and then everybody went like, oh, hey, Spencer, come here, man. You gotta do your Arnold impression. Yeah. Dude, you're gonna love this. It's so good. Dude, go, do it, Dancing Monkey. Do your fucking Arnold impression. Uh, get to do the job. Uh, he does it better. I swear he does. It. You don't, <laughs> do it right, Spencer. You don't even do it right. He don't even want to do it anymore. Yeah. You do it one time, and people like it, and then that's just the fucking deal. It's either that, or you're even more sad. Where you're the guy that's just like won't stop. Yeah. Who wants to hear my own bit? Hey, hey, hey! I got, I got a joke from fucking. I've been doing since the '80s. It's funny. Get to do the job. Uh. Who wants to hear my funny surge quips? Anybody? Come on. I got a million of them. <laughs> Surge, that drink from the 90s that nobody fucking buys? It came back for two, for a few years. I almost took a picture yesterday. I was at a convenience store and they had one. Yeah. And in the cooler. I actually almost bought it, but I don't want to because I feel like I will get addicted to Surge. And then the bits will get much better. But <laughs> the rest of the podcast will, it'll sink. Oh, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be done. We'll go out of business and nobody will pay us any more money to do this. Is anybody paying us money? Mm, I don't. I don't. I don't know. You're not giving me any money, so I assume no. What would you do if you found out that all this stuff was <laughs> just coming? Like that the house came from the podcast? 
paid off the house immediately because it's just podcast money. Just making it rain. I never told you. <laughs> Here's Spencer. Got you another fucking book. <laughs> oh, thanks, Caleb. And you walk over, you actually stumble over somebody. Is that a sack of money? <laughs> Don't worry about that sack of money. Oh, man. Who, who texted me? Oh, boy. What's up? Oh, boy. What? Talk about it off air. Oh, God. Thank you, folks, for listening. We appreciate your uh, ears. <laughs>